It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris, and we're here in the Cookie Lab testing cookies. There are beakers bubbling, Erlenmeyer flasks. Oh, we love a good Erlenmeyer. And we do use scales here and there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I am so excited today. Do you know why, Jill? Why, Chris? Because this cookie uses an ingredient that we have not used previously. Mm. Broccoli? No, I would not be excited for the broccoloon cookie. No, this one uses Crisco shortening. Oh, actually... I did use a wee bit of Crisco shortening back when I did the chocolate cinnamon chipotle cookie. Oh, from the you didn't Post. tell us about that. Did you use butter well, too? Well, now that I'm remembering, yes, there was butter and then just a little bit of chilled Crisco. Okay. This one does not use butter at all. Okay. Which completely blew my mind. Like, <sighs> why would you do that? Why would you not use butter in a cookie? Because butter is... I think Crisco is a, like a bit of a secret weapon. That's what people that say. Is, that is like not as much uh, in favor these days, but certainly my mom and I have a few Crisco tricks up our sleeves. Oh, well, you'll have to share those with us as we move on through Cookie Lab. Listeners, stay tuned to future Cookie Labs for Jill's up-the-sleeve Crisco tricks. Which actually has more to do with roasting a turkey, but we can talk about it on Cookie Lab. <laughs> um, so today we are going to share the classic peanut butter cookies. This is awesome for me because peanut butter is my favorite food. I didn't know that. It's salty and sweet and protein. Three of the four food groups. It's it's slightly edges out ice cream. Okay. But peanut butter, do you like peanut butter ice cream? I don't like peanut butter flavored ice cream, but I do like ice cream with peanut butter in it, like chocolate peanut butter. But I don't oh. want the peanut butter to be the base. And I think we've discussed this because there's a peanut butter flavored ice cream that you really like, which is very good. Yes. Yes. The Jenny's peanut butter and chocolate fleck ice cream. Which that, tastes, that I would make an exception for because it tastes like peanuts. It it's does. Like, it tastes like it doesn't roasted taste like peanut butter. It tastes like peanuts. peanuts yeah. that you get at Fenway Park. Oh my gosh! But Chris, we're not. This isn't ice cream lab. No. So my apologies for the for the digression. I just wanted to say two thumbs up for peanut butter. Go on. Right, and we've got to talk a lot about science and history here. So peanut butter cookies. Peanut butter cookies. The history. George Washington Carver. Godfather of all things peanut. Right, exactly. Uh, agri agricultural extension educator from Alabama's Tuskegee Un Institute. That sounds so sciencey. <laughs> he was the most well-known promoter of the peanut as a replacement for cotton, which was heavily damaged by the bow weevil, right? Right, right, right. And so one of the things that, that George Washington Carver did was compiled 105 recipes for various cookbooks, agricultural bulletins, and other sources. And his 1916 research bulletin called How to Grow the Peanut and 105 Ways of Preparing It for Human Consumption. <laughs> that, 
<laughs> I had to I had to dig deep to find this. <laughs> Included three recipes for peanut butter cookies. So was peanut butter not even a thing before George Washington Carver? And if so, how sad was life on this planet? Well, peanut butter was actually invented or patented in the 1880s. Okay, that's a few years earlier. Right, so a few years earlier. And interesting that you say that. His recipes did not include peanut butter. But you said there were... Oh, so it was... Peanut butter cookies. Peanut recipes, cookies called but for. But not just. Okay. Yeah. He had three recipes for peanut cookies. So the peanut cookie, which may or may not be like a peanut butter cookie, predates peanut butter. No. Peanut butter was around. It just wasn't really popular. I cannot imagine why not. Yeah. And uh, the peanut butter, the original peanut butter cookies were basically a cookie that was rolled out into thin sheets and cut with cookie cutters. Which is not how anybody I know does it now, right? You make a, you put a blob and then fork it into a hashtag with your fork. The classic forks and the peanut butter cookies we have today have the... Have the hashtag fork marks on the uh, on them, and they are basically lump cookies that are pressed down with the fork one way and then pressed down another way, and that's why you get the crosshatcher across it. And they don't really change much at all in the oven. They don't rise. They don't fall. They don't spread. They are just the way that they, they become are. solid. They become and warm. Right. And it was not until 1932 that the first pressing of a fork on the top of the cookie was printed. And that was in the Schenectady Gazette <laughs> of Schenectady, New York. And then the Fun next, and then in 1933, a Pillsbury cookbook called Pillsbury's Balanced Recipes used the instructions of pressing it down because... Okay, so, so far... We have heard about a book that talks about peanuts for human consumption. And now we're talking about balanced recipes. I mean, if I were if I were going to be discovering these, they would never be found. Those don't sound like books I'd be cracking open in my leisure time. But go on. But I think that the original cookbooks that were out there were made to be practical, not made to be mm -hmm. creative. Sexy in any way. Right. Not like Cookie Lab. So let's, <laughs> speaking of that, let's taste the cookie. We have here a... So tell me about this recipe. It's not from a 1932 bulletin. No, this is from it's the WashingtonPost.com. Cookie generator. The cookie generator. And it is a one-third... And it's very interesting because it's one-third cup of shortening and then three quarters cup of peanut butter. So it's got the fat comes from the peanut butter and the shortening. So let's taste. It's crumbly. I like it, I like the texture, yeah. It's got a lot of peanut butter flavor. Mm -hmm. It's a little crisp on the edges and the, and the outside. And then super, like, just the right density and chewiness on the inside. It's pretty sweet, though. Very sweet, yeah. It might be a bit too sweet for me. Mm. Well, the peanut butter is sweet, as you've said. It uses half a cup of granulated sugar and half a cup of brown sugar. Well, that's nice. 
and gives it. I think I just. I think I like it. I just don't think I would want to eat like eight of them at once. Right. No, peanut butter cookies. You know, I don't think are meant to be eaten in large quantities. It's kind of like a little meal. It's like an energy bar, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a a two point seven on our three point scale. Not two point five. What I'd really like to do, and what we might come back to, is I'd like to make these with butter and see how they're different. Because oh. I am, I am a little experiment fascinated by the science here. So this is our first cookie made solely with shortening, and I, I want you to think about two things. First, picture the cookie, if you will, at the molecular level. You have in any in any cookie you have lots of large fat and sugar molecules. Those are like the biggest molecules. The, the, fla- the what did we call them? Of uh, the texture molecules. The fat texture is molecules. The, fat is a texture molecule, mm-hmm. and sugar is basically uh, goes into making starches. So the shortening and the peanut oil molecules have like a hundred and sixty-seven atoms that make them up. Wow! For that molecule. They are surrounded by the same number of tiny water molecules. And think of these big 167 atom molecules surrounded by water, which has... Which is H2O. Three atoms. It has three particles. (laughs) Right. So that's what's going on. And then you have a small number, but the biggest molecule are big starch molecules molecules because they're long chains of molecules oh see yeah when you said big starch i immediately pictured the stay puff marshmallow man but no. then you started to say chain yeah, they're like ribbons chain. they're like ribbons a ribbon okay yeah yeah that spirals around yeah so there's all kinds of really interesting things going on there and then there's these medium-sized things like proteins and salt and baking soda and vanilla and all of this extra stuff in there that's that's mixed into this slurry. So if you substitute the butter and the shortening, you basically don't change the way that the cookie looks at all at the molecular level, which is fascinating. So are you saying like you want to know why? Why this substitution if chemically they are the same? Right, exactly, exactly. So it turns out that shortening has a higher melting point. It will not... So it can be like stable for longer. Right, and it doesn't spread out. You know how your chocolate chip cookies with butter? Yeah. You put it in a, in a ball on your cookie sheet and you leave that ball. You don't press it down it with a fork. Out, yeah, and it, comes it comes out, out flat. flat. If I put in my peanut butter cookie... And I just left it in a ball. It's going to be in a ball when I take it out mm. 12 minutes later. So so if you propose, your hypothesis, if you will, is that you will substitute in butter and the cookies will then spread. It will. They will spread some more, yeah. Interestingly, though, shortening has no water. Butter is made up of like 20% water. So our recipe. So does that like boil off in the cooking? It it does. It boils off and it it actually steams the cookie, making it all kinds of delicious. That sounds incredible. Our cookie has less water, so it's drier and it has less steam when it's baking the cookie. So these cookies. I mean, I guess that makes sense. When you put it in the oven, you're like drying the cookies. Right. So this peanut butter cookie is crisp and 
crumbly on the outside. There's no water or steam to make it soft. But they're chewy on the inside because they don't spread out. Amazing. What's going to happen if we use butter with all of these other properties that it has a lowering melting point and more water? Oh, my gosh. We've we've just got to. We've got to do it. It's a laboratory experiment. So I'm going to save this here one that you've made and gave to me. Yeah, put it in the freezer. For a side-by-side comparison. Good idea. To your butter one. And stay tuned for next week when we do the peanut butter cookie part two. Smackdown part two. (laughs) And until then, spend all of your time listening to all the episodes of Cookie Lab. Listen to it over and over and over again on different devices so we get lots (laughs) of listens. And then subscribe on all of your different devices, on all of your different accounts. Create new accounts. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about, because that's the best way that um, these things get known, other than getting written up like in the Washington Post or the New York Times. By the way, who's been the... The, the unknown sponsors of Cookie Lab. And right. then like us or give us five stars or and write into us with your cookie suggestions and your tagline suggestions. How should we sign off? Signing off. And that's all the cookies that are worth printing. What was his? No, no. No. <laughs> you can't take that. <laughs> Good night and have a pleasant cookie. <laughs> That might work. (laughs) All right. See you next week. And until next week, cookies. It's Cookie Lab.